Welcome to the very first episode of the Mighty Shakers podcast, a Berry FC podcast by the fans, where we'll be talking of all things Berry FC, and everybody is welcome to join us and listen, even Steve Dale. So we will kick off by talking about how we all got into watching Berry and just introducing ourselves. So my name's Dan, and I'm joined by Elliot and Armin. So Elliot, do you want to tell us how you got into watching Berry? Yeah, thanks, Dan. Uh, so I'm Elliot. First started watching Berry when I was around four or five years old. Uh, my dad and my uncle used to take me and my brother down uh, and we'd sit at the back of the semi-end and I've never looked back since, really. One of my first memories of watching Berry was seeing a young Nicky Adams bombing down the wing for us. And you could say he was my first ever favourite Berry player. Armin? Yeah, thanks, Al. My first memory was when I was 14, so a lot later than... Ellen, I'm sure you as well, Dan. It was a quid a kid game. It was very against Shrewsbury. I remember it was a cold December where I think it finished 2 all. But since then, never looked back. Loved every minute of going back to Gig Lane. And long may it continue. Obviously, when I first started going, the memories aren't great. It was relegation and a lot of uncertainty, which has turned out to be a theme as a Berry fan. But yeah, hopefully from now, it's, it's the home straight. My first game was back in 2004 and Berry played Man City at home in a friendly and we drew nil-nil and obviously that's clawed me in and I've been going ever since. I think the players then were playing, we were sort of Brian Barry Murphy was in there, he was one of my favourites who was criminally underrated I think by fans and yeah, we're still going now and it's great to be back. So, each episode we'll be reviewing the previous game that Berry played. We took on Squires Gate at Gig Lane, a 1-0 victory. I didn't actually make last night. I managed to catch a second half on live stream. I was playing football. But you two get you two went, didn't you? And what did you think of the game? We did, yeah. So, I think I said it on Twitter. It was, it was frustrating because, chance-wise, we were creating a lot. We just couldn't. It was that final third. We couldn't find the net. But what I liked the most about the way we played last night was it was frustrating and you could see that the lads were getting frustrated, but they didn't lose their heads and all credit to the gaffer as well. We carried on playing our football, kept the ball on the floor and we believed that the goal would come and I rate that really highly from the team because it's so easy at this level to lose your head, start throwing the ball up in the air, hoping that you're going to get something, but to keep your head, it's good going forward. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, first half, I thought things were a bit slow. They weren't really falling for us. Uh, it seemed that the ball went across the goal about 10 times and it, it just didn't land for Benito or, or Duckworth. That said, we stuck to the game plan. Uh, and I think even the Squires gate manager commented on it himself. He said we were excellent and we controlled the game. And, and that was the big thing, really. 
we're not going to win every game 4-0, are we? So it, it, it was good to get a 1-0 win and three more points on the board. What did you think of the the back two, the, the new centre-backs? I, I've got to say, I, w- I was impressed with them. Jackson and yeah. Moore. I mean, I think they're brilliant. The stats don't lie. Look at the amount of clean sheets we're getting recently. They look brilliant at the back. And the thing is, like, you can look at the chances that Squaresgate had, which they did have a few, but the way we play, the way we set up, we're always going to be prone to that counter-attack. It's not anything yeah. on the plays. I think the plays were brilliant, but you get that with all teams. Even at the highest level, you look at City, the way teams set up this, the set up to counter-attack, and that's the perfect example yesterday. But I think one yeah. thing that's a massive positive going forward is we're creating so many chances. So you might look at the game and think, oh, Barry only beats Credit Gate 1-0, but if you, if you only have three chances, say you score two of them, it's good for them, but as you go forward, it will eventually catch you out, whereas we're constantly creating chances and it's, yeah, should be a good season. Lots of positive state from last night. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I think we could have been three or four nil up at half time, really. But you mentioned about the counter. I think that's what I was impressed with, with the two centre-backs. They seem to be on their own at times. I think they had their number nine, Squires Gates number nine. Uh, he, he was quite quick on the counter and he, he was their outlet, really. I didn't think they used him quite enough. But there was a few occasions he looked to be breaking. I think there was one in the second half and Jepson made a a tackle just inside our own half. But if he'd have missed time that, he'd he'd have been through and it'd have been one-on-one with Harry Wright. So, yeah, I was really impressed with them too. They were were composed. I think defensively, we're we're brilliant. Goalkeeper, he bailed us out a couple of times last night where you thought they are going to get a goal. There was a near post save in the first half, which was excellent, but... Really good start from the goalkeeper and the two centre-backs. Yeah, I think a few of the lads that were sat around near us, he said he's not had too much to do so far, this keeper. And then it was about 30 seconds later, there was that that uh, chance you mentioned that that he just tipped wide. Otherwise, that would have been going in. So I think that's probably a sign of a good keeper that when you're called upon, you, you can produce like that. A special mention as well to Charlie Doyle. He got man of the match, uh, I believe. I thought he was solid, did the basic stuff well and then a nice cross in for the goal, which Duckworth uh, nodded down to Benito. So, good performance from him. It seems like it's clicking in the middle for us now. Yeah, absolutely. I think the midfield has been really good, especially at this level. You're going to get so many second balls and if you don't have a good midfield there winning it, then you're in trouble. And I feel like at times at the start of the season, that's where we struggled a bit. So it's good to see that's been addressed. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one thing McNabb's done, isn't it? Address the, the areas we needed to. We'd been crying out from the start of the season, I think, hadn't we? we? We kicked off the season so well, scoring so many goals. But when we were struggling, it was the midfield was getting overrun and we just seemed so much more composed and able to get the ball back from the defence and, and play out football so much better now. It's just great to see, isn't it? Especially the defence, like you, you were both saying, so much more composed and just calm on the ball. And great with the keeper as well when he's called upon to make those saves because it looks like we're going to be having a lot more possession now. So he's ready. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's worth mentioning, actually. The, the fact that the midfield uh, has been addressed, that probably does also make it easier for the defenders when, when there's that counter on. You've got the midfield there to potentially cut it out before it even gets to the defenders. So I think they complement each other quite well, the, the way we've got it worked out. Do we think for the man of the match then last night? I think it was Charlie Doyle who got yeah, uh, yeah. got the sponsors man of the match, wasn't it? I don't necessarily disagree with that. There was, there was a few of us 
probably that you could call upon. Gaspi, uh, Connor Comba. Yeah, yeah, Connor Comba's uh, improved massively the last few games. He, he seems to be back in form, so so that's that's a positive, definitely. Gaspi's just always good, isn't he? He could always be man of the match, or at least him with a shout of man of the match. He's just so solid. Every time. Yeah, I think so far this season he's played what right back, centre back, left back, left wing, and left wing. And How good was he left wing? To be though? honest, he's he's done yeah. a he's done a job in in every position, hasn't he? I'm waiting for him to go up front. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I we're not short of strikers, but. That, that goal that he scored was it Isla Man when he was on the left yeah yeah, yeah. it was yeah what do we think of the cameo from our new signing Dan Cockline Dan Cockline yeah it's something different I suppose I don't think he necessarily had, got involved too much but it was probably came on at the point where he didn't need to and we didn't need to force things did we so it'd be interesting to see more from him yeah especially going forward having Benito there as well because obviously Benito got forced to the left didn't he so it's going to be interesting to see how them two fit together yeah definitely certainly yeah yeah I think Briggs is what two player of the months and yeah top goal scorer is still at the minute and he can't get in the team at the minute which I don't know it, is, is it harsh or does it just show the standard of player that we're, that we're getting in now can't really complain yeah. if we're winning games can we well, that's it. It's what you got. I think he got twelve and fifteen before McNabb came in, which he, he always just seemed to look like scoring, didn't he? Especially scraps in the box. I think mm. don't want to keep banging on about Gaspeet, but I think he got robbed for the second player of the month award. The second one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I think it's probably quite likely that he's Briggs is going to leave, isn't he? I don't think he's going to be after scoring those goals. He's not going to be sticking around long. If he's yeah, there's, there'll be a lot of interest. I should imagine, won't there? Mm-hmm. Potentially even. Andy Welsh up at Geisley. Obviously, Briggs is that neck of the woods as well, so you never know. I noticed as well last night Benito was playing a bit deeper. I wasn't there on Saturday, so I don't know if it was the same man, but he, he seemed to be doing a lot of dirty work so and, and getting involved, putting a bit of a graft in. So I was quite glad when he got his goal. He, he deserved it for, for his efforts. Yeah, I feel like it gives you that when you've got Obviously, Duckworth, striker, who's playing out wide. he got Comber as well, dropping. They interchange quite well, the front three. So, you get them all moving positions, which works really well. Mm, yeah. And even uh, Scarry's brick as well, running forward. He, oh, he gets brilliant. involved, doesn't he? He's a great player. Player that you can see being with us for the next two or three years as we move up divisions. Absolutely, yeah. And then next up, West Didsbury and Charlton. Yeah. Well, before, before we move on to that, I think we should give a special shout out to Jepson for his A-star drama skills at the end of the game, getting their player sent off. Oh yeah, went down like yeah. he'd been shot. You know, my favourite bit about that was the ref didn't know who it was. They had to go and point to him, point to the ref at who needs to get sent off. Oh really? I missed that bit. Yeah, <laughs> he was turning every player's back, wasn't he, to check the numbers, and then it was like the last one. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. like the small, smallest player on the pitch that he went to find. And I just, that's why I thought, like the way Jepson went down, I thought he's half his size, but it's what happens now, isn't it? Just to get people sent off. Not that it was really needed in the 98th minute or whatever. Daft at a time. So now it's time for our first ever guest on the Mighty Shakers podcast. Uh, somebody that, albeit hasn't featured in a berry shirt too often yet, 
He made a positive start to life at Gig Lane, scoring three goals and grabbing one assist in the five games before he unfortunately injured his shoulder. The 25-year-old wingers played at clubs such as Trafford, Curzon Ashton and most recently Wivenshaw Town. So please welcome Darius Palmer. Thank you for having me on, first of all. Pleasure to be here. And Firstly, Darius, thanks for coming on. Talk us through what happened with your shoulder and how you're doing with it now. When do you expect uh, to be back playing? Yeah, so my shoulder, uh, unfortunately, I dislocated it away at Paddy. It first happened in a women's show game. So I was playing in the women's show game and in the first half, I just I felt it go. So it wasn't a full dislocation, but I did feel something pop in my shoulder. So then didn't think of anything of it at the time. Carried on, second, played the second half, and then I had to do a tackle where I took one for the team. <laughs> took the guy out from behind. And uh, it had gone again, so then I come off. Uh, played on the Saturday against Chatterton, uh, had it strapped up, and it felt fine. And then the Tuesday at Paddyham, I didn't get it strapped up, and I just I knew from that point from not getting it strapped up, there wasn't some, there was something that was going to happen or something wasn't right. And then yeah, in the 80th minute, something like that was the time it happened, and it was a full dislocation. Uh, never felt any pain like it at all. <laughs> If you ask the boys in the changing rooms what I was like when they come in after, oh, it was horrendous. I had memory loss, I thought, oh, it was bad. But yeah, rehab's going well now. I did have an operation, rehab's going well. Hopefully another four or five weeks of just rehab and working on the mud, strengthening up the shoulder again, and I can get back on the pitch lane with the boys. Nice, <clears> nice. So about, about four or five weeks before you're back on the pitch then, do you think, roughly? Yeah, I reckon four, four weeks minimum, I reckon, so... I'm doing, I've been back in training, obviously, just doing non-contact loads. So just to keep on top of my fitness. So I'm just doing like the finishing drills, better running. Been going out before games, the past two games, just doing the warm-ups with the boys. So I just, yeah, it's horrible being out, but I just can't wait to be back. So you mentioned the the operation. Obviously, there was a bit of a fundraiser for that. How did that feel when you heard the fans were raising money for the surgery? Yeah, well, I just got a phone call. To, uh, obviously, yeah. I heard it was going to be the club that was going to cover it. And then I just got a phone call saying that a fundraiser had been set up and if I could just uh, share it out and stuff like that. I shared it, but obviously it's a, it's a nice thing to know. I have the backing of everyone in Bury in the community to help raise such such a large amount to obviously get me sorted out and want me back on the pitch. So it's, uh, it was overwhelming and, yeah, massively appreciated. Absolutely. Even with the with the new players, obviously the squad's changed a lot since you've last played, but I think everyone's still desperate to get you out there and and get you back playing, especially seeing you warming up in the last couple of games. People are starting to ask when you're coming back, so it's good to know that hopefully yeah. Yeah, the recovery's going well. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, It's a good group as well. There has been a lot of change, but I've had a conversation with the manager and he seems to like want me... I seem to be in his plans and stuff like that, so that's a good, always good to hear. And yeah... I just can't wait to be back. How have you found it at Bury then? What was it like that first game, you know, against Glossop, walking out to a packed out uh, south stand? All right, so you dream about in it, like it was, it was crazy. Like, especially at this level, playing in the counties, like some some clubs in league football, national league, even going up to League Two, don't get the type of facilities that we get at Bury. Obviously, playing such uh, quite low down the pyramid as well. So the support is crazy and you can only, like, people only dream to be in that position of playing in front of a crowd like that with uh, such an atmosphere. 
So yeah, it was I don't know how to say it, but yeah, it was a bad feeling. I think it was it was mad for, for the fans, obviously everything that's gone on, gone on since we were expelled from the league. It was just crazy for us, I think, to see that many fans. We never really got that many fans in, in League One. I think we were probably touching four thousand a lot of the time um, yeah. when we were in, in League One and then to see over five thousand there and it was just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, like I said though, I, I feel I feel like that was always going to be the game where it's going to be it's going to be the highest attendance because it was football coming back to Barry on it really. So I felt like that was always going to be the game where yeah everyone's up for up for football back in so such a in their yeah. community. So it was good and it was a good result. So it's funny you, it's funny you mentioned that football in the community because obviously you scored against Barry AFC last season, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I did. <laughs> I only played that one game. I didn't play in the away fixture. I was on holiday, but in the home fixture, yeah, I scored. <laughs> so tell us a bit about like your background with football. Growing up, did you have any teams you supported? Any footballing inspirations like that? Yeah, so growing up, well, as a kid from the age of six up until I was 11, I was at United's Academy. Um, so I played there for about four or five, year, uh, five years or so. And obviously, they get to an age where like they choose whether they're going to keep you on or not. They chose that they weren't going to keep me on because at the time they was they said I was too small for my age, and not as not as big as the other lads, so I was wasn't strong enough stuff like that. So when you get released, they do offer you to ask Jota to help you find another club, this and that. But at, at that age, I didn't know any anything of it, and obviously I just knowing that being at United for five years, so I was like, now nah, I do it myself. Like I don't want you to help me find a new club. <laughs> regret that decision now but yeah <laughs> then uh, I stopped playing football I think for about two years and then I come back just playing Sunday league locally for just a team called Unicorn Athletic in my area I was doing really well there and it got to a point once you hit 16 um, you just folded the team so I've done the I done a course on them BTEC courses at college but I was doing it with SC United yeah I was Done that for about a year and a half at FC United, then left and made the change to Altringham. And then I was played for Altringham in like FA Youth Cup reserves level. And then I, I think it was 2016-17 season. So can't remember how old it would have been, 17-18. I made my debut in the National League for Altringham in the last last game of the season, I think it was. I think they were playing Brackley. Can't remember. But yeah, from there, I went to Trafford FC. Played there for like three, two, three years at Trafford, and I love my time there. To be fair, it was such like a proper friendly and loving club. And then yeah, from there I went to Curzon Ashton. Didn't really work out. Didn't really play in the league. Played a couple pre-season friendlies, and kept getting, and then got sent on loan here and there. And that's when I just made the choice to leave and go to uh, Wivingshaw under James Kinsey. Kin- and Kinsey's he's done a lot for me. I have to say, I've got a lot. Was of it like playing under under him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I I love him. Like as a manager, is he's, he's a good manager. He likes his wide players, which is perfect for me. And he always gave me the confidence to play. And as a person as well, like there's times when I'd be in the low moment and he'd pick me up, he'd pick me up, take me out for breakfast or stuff like that. So he managed me really well. And he was he was like he become more of a friend than a manager. I seen him more as a friend as a manager. And yeah, I've got a lot of time for Kinsey. And then obviously at the start of this season I got in touch Andy got in touch with me about coming to Berry and just mentioned obviously the merger, wanted to get me in ASAP 
just to have a look around gig lane and stuff. And as soon as I got to gig lane, my mind was made up, to be fair. <laughs> I was got well out to play. Yeah, and then I'm here now. Not as played as many games as I would have wanted to, brutal injury, but yeah, there's nothing I can do. So how was your relationship with Andy then? Do you still like, speak to him since he's left yeah, the club? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so Andy Andy as well, he's 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 phoned me, he phones me, messages me just checking in on how I am, obviously since my operation and stuff. And uh, pre op as well, when I was in the hospital, they come to the hospital afterwards just to check on me, see how I was. And even as even at having him as a gaffer, I feel like I learned a lot of him in the short space I worked with him. Because obviously, when he was playing, he was a winger, so he used to just say, "I rem- I remind him of I remind him of how he used to play when he was playing and stuff like that." So he would give me advice in the changing rooms just before games on positions to pick up and stuff like that and ways just to break down defences and just give me the confidence to just go out and express myself. So, yeah, same as Andy, like uh, as a manager and I've seen him more as a friend as well now because he's done a lot for me in such a short space of time. Leads on to our next question, really, in regards to how you're finding the season so far. So you've had the disappointment of injuring your shoulder and then you've had the change of man- management. You've just mentioned Andy leaving and, and being a good good friend and good manager to you. So how would you summarise things, really, so far, from a personal perspective and from the team? From a personal perspective, I, I, it's just, I feel like it was just unfortunate for me to pick up this injury because I felt like I'd picked up a good run of form. I started well in pre-season. Um, I, think, I feel like I had a good pre-season. And, uh, yeah, I felt like... The, the games I started of the season, I was playing well. I weren't really doing much wrong. I managed to pick up a, a man of the match award, obviously, which is always nice. And then as a team, I felt like we had a good changing room. Uh, even under Andy, we had a good changing room. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we weren't winning games. And everyone knows in football, it's about winning games. So it wasn't quite going working for us. I couldn't pick up the results. And yeah, what happened, happened. And it's unfortunate. Dave's come in and I've spoke with Dave. Obviously, he's he's an, he's brought his players in and we're flying at the minute. So, can't complain where we are in the league table, being top. And obviously, hearing that I'm part, what he wants me to be part of his plans as well is extra bit, extra beef for me to what I get back playing as soon as possible. How are the new lads settling in then? Well, as the changing room, obviously, the, the faces have changed, but is it still a good atmosphere? Yeah, yeah. So, Obviously, paces have changed, but the atmosphere is still it's still it's still there. Like even before a game, the changing rooms are buzzing. After the games, obviously, especially after a win, the music's on. Everyone's <laughs> jumping around. I feel like already as well, there's a proper togetherness in the changing rooms. Whereas, uh, obviously, I've I've not really been there much. Uh, but even after after the game last night, it was like it was a togetherness. Whereas, like we know, like so last night, were a good, really a good performance. But we ground out the result, so the lads just n- and the lads know that that needs to be put right for Saturday playing against West Dinsbury and Charlton because they're, they're not a team that will just roll over. They are a good team. They've got some good players. So we spoke about it in the change rooms last night. And said yeah, performance level needs to be needs to be there Saturday, and the full team need to be at it. What music's getting played in the changing rooms? <laughs> last night was dreadful. <laughs> Don't know who let the neat on DJ last night, but he was playing Craig David. I thought he was with his missus. <laughs> 
<laughs> usually, yeah, it's usually house music, just uh, sort of a bit of pump that you can get, get you up for a game and just uh, get the feel factor that you're about to go out there and just play with a smile on your face. So how does that work? Do you, do you split the DJing duties between you? Is it just whoever turns up first or do you all shove a song on each or something like yeah. that? Ah, to be fair, Jack Atkinson used to be on the DJing, but so I don't know what's happened there. But last night it was Benny. So I just, I don't, I don't really get into hide my earphones in, <laughs> <laughs> especially when Craig Pro- David's on. Yeah, probably <laughs> for the best. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about you, you playing football in the team that you played for, but you played a different sport, didn't you? Growing up. Uh, yeah, I didn't tie boxing. <laughs> yeah, done that. How for- did that go? Yeah, I've done, done it for quite a while, to be fair. I think with the Thai boxing, I was just too energetic as a kid and my mum and dad couldn't deal with me. So they need to take me somewhere to waste my energy. <laughs> so yeah, I got me down to Thai boxing and I loved it, yeah. And But when I signed for United, obviously I weren't allowed to do it, so they stopped me doing it. A bit, so I've been in and out of it, really. I come back to fight properly when I was about 16. And I had a few professional fights. So, yeah, I've had, I've had 17 professional fights all together now. How many have you won? <laughs> 14. Last three. Solid yeah. record. Was, was, was Jepson asking for you to stick up for him last night? <laughs> yeah, he shit himself, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so when was the last time you actually fought then? When did you give that up? Not fought now for about, I think it was about two years ago, my last fight. I give it up after that because I weren't taking it serious. And I thought, in the fight, when you're in the fight, you have to take it serious. I was still going out, partying and stuff the week before our fight. Up to one of these fights, and I was, I, he ended up just blasting my leg off. And I, I, he just battered me for two rounds. And I just ended up saying, This ain't for me anymore. <laughs> so I just stopped then, it there. Saying that, you got battered uh, at Cone away as well. So with the but, shoulder. I know, elbow to the face, nose is bleeding. <laughs> it's, it's sad being a winger, you get snaps all the time, but you just got to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. suppose it's, it's the nature of northwest counties. Yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. at this level, it's physical, so if oh, you do yeah. a bit of tricks, they go straight through you, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. They, they take no prisoners, these defenders in this league, they're just they're saying, they're just emptier. And I feel like, yeah, they're, just, they're not nice, even... When I played for last season against the Vauxhall Motors defender, Jesus Christ, he was kicking me to shreds. <laughs> it was, I think that that, that Colm game, it was it was very much like that. The pitch, the pitch, it doesn't help either. But I remember the front four, we absolutely murdered them. I think Sadge as well got kicked around a few times by their right back. He was absolutely lumping. He couldn't get anywhere near him. He just kept skipping past him. They were nah, bad for it, weren't they? Yeah, nah, too fair. He, yeah, Sad Sad was on fire against Cohen as well. But did he get like three assists, <laughs> something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> what are the aims for this season? Do you have any specific targets in mind for yourself uh, for the team? Is it promotion, winning the league? For the team, it's I think it's so it's got to be the promotion, and it we want to win that league and go up into the next one, and just keep progressing like that, and just take Barry back to where back as high as we can because we all know it's a club that belongs. High up the pyramid and in the football league, so we just got and hopefully I run in the Vars as well. That'd be nice getting to Wembley, wouldn't it? Yeah, big time. I think we'd take a fair few for that as well, wouldn't we? As a, as a fan base, we'd, speaking we'd... to Andy Kelly last night, we were saying just in the stands, how many would reckon we would Barry would take to Wembley? He reckons they'll take ten thousand. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, 
I, I wouldn't put it past us. We, we'd be dragging like our, our mums along with us <laughs> and that sort of thing. Yeah, be a full family thing. affair. All the players' families would be there. So yeah, that that definitely be a good occasion. I don't actually think we've been to the new Wembley as a club, have we? We uh, haven't. No, we're one of few so. teams. I remember when we're in the FL that still hadn't been to the new Wembley. We got to the Northern Final, didn't we? With the Johnson Paint Northern Final, I think it was. Yeah, we got yeah. the Portsmouth. Yeah, that was but it. The next step would have been Wembley, wouldn't it? And I mean, I reckon, well, maybe not, but the amount that we'd probably take for a Vars now probably would be on par for what we take for Johnson Paint Trophy. Yeah. Probably means more to us now, doesn't it, than, than winning a Johnson Paint Trophy? Yeah. It'd be very FC fashion to be one of the only clubs in the Football League not to reach it, and then we go and reach it in tier yeah. nine of English football. Yeah. Take a lot to Ireland Manor as well, don't you? Yeah, I should yeah, imagine I we'll, we'll take, quite a few. take over a thousand there, I should imagine, this year. So, yeah. albeit it's in, in February and, and yeah. near Valentine's Day, so that might uh, not go yeah, down well with a few people. I went, so myself personally, I followed Berry AFC, Armin and Danny didn't. So I went over and I think there was about 700 then. Uh, it, was, it was a good weekend. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a good weekend, isn't it? I haven't been very sure last year, but it's a, it's a good weekend. Yeah, we'll definitely. Take the ball this year. Yeah, I should imagine so. Definitely, I'd say well over a thousand anyway. It's going to be chaos in it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the lads will the the players will be out on the Saturday night afterwards as well. So hundred percent have to be. <laughs> be a good occasion. Yeah, it should be. I'm looking forward to that one. That's so that's that's a game when I got in like when I, after the operation I thought that's a game I do want to be back for. <laughs> Just to go over there. Yeah, well you've got a while, haven't you? A couple yeah. of months. So yeah. should be should be flying again by then. You'll be back before then. You'll be on double figures by then, won't you? Yeah, so yeah, oh yeah, that's a, that's another question on it. Uh, personal targets. I usually set myself a target where I do want to hit twenty goals at least. As a winger, I know it's a tough thing to do, and maybe being missing, I've only played five games in the league, so it's going to be tough. But something I believe I can do, and just assist. I don't. I just say I want to get as many as assists as I can because I just feel like obviously it's nice to assist and to, but it's a much better feeling scoring the goals. <laughs> so I just always set myself a target of twenty goals if I can. Last year I managed to do it, so. Don't see any reason why I can't do it this year, playing at Ferry either. Right, well, sure, Benito so... might have something to say <laughs> about you shooting rather than setting him up. But Who's that we, we... Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, like, you've been playing non-league, is it about six, seven years now? Yeah, like, yeah. You must have some good stories to tell us. Joe, you know I'm quite a boring guy in the changing rooms. <laughs> I'm, not really, I'm not really one of the characters in the changing rooms like that stories. We obviously played with Benito last season, so is there any, any dirt that you can dish on uh, him? I hardly played with him. He was always getting sent off. <laughs> 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 yeah, Benito. About right. Good guy, though, Benito. What a story about when I played against Benito. He <laughs> <laughs> was at New Mills and um, I was obviously... It was my debut at Living Shore, played away at New Mills. I was dribbling with a ball through the centre and he's, he's come at the side of me and took me clean out. And he was playing centre mid at the time and he's wiped me out. And as I've, as I've rolled over, I'm rolling over and I was just like, try, trying to get him a card. And then all, all, I've just felt him slow me and gone, get up, you fucking shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> 
But and then, uh, every time we look over at him, he's always giving it to the defenders. It's so funny. Yeah, he's, fa- he's a fiery character on the <laughs> That's why I say it, it, it's, it's always good to have him on your team rather than playing against him. Because he, he can talk and he can get in your head. He's very good at it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's quite clear from the first part of the season. That, that he's that type of player, but I think that's probably what fires him up a bit. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and he's scoring goals and stuff like that, performing the way he is. You can't complain that he's doing it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's quickly become a bit of a fan favorite, really. Oh yeah, no, I go home singing his song every night. Does <laughs> <laughs> he sing it in the changing room? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> It was, I think it was the Liverland game. At the end, I think they had an injury, and and we were waiting for the game to restart or something. And he was winding up the defender, and all the fans were singing his name. And he was just literally like had his arm around the defender, pointing at the fans, singing his singing his own song, and the, the defender wasn't happy. Yeah, I've heard about that. Sam, he's just a character he is, but nah, everyone loves Benny in the changing rooms. He's a top guy, and he's an even better player. So he's a good guy, Benny. Should we, should we move on I, to the quick fire questions? Got the city yeah. game on it. Thought they scored there. Nah, I thought they did. So we've got some quick fire questions. Yeah. Uh, they did ask me quick fire, but we we can go for it. <clears throat> First one is Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Any reason? Just just the way he plays the game. Um, I feel like no one can no one can get for me is the best player that's. Best player of all time. The way he just walk, he can walk about on the pitch and still make stuff happen. I've never really seen him break into a stride, <laughs> and uh, he's just his vision, his uh, his intelligence of the game is second to none. And yeah, never seen anything like it. So for me, he's always he's always going to be the best player of all time. I think you've already answered this one, but a goal or an assist? Goal, definitely. <laughs> and maybe you've already answered this one. Your favorite away ground. What in our league? Yeah, what that you've played at? Probably Charlotte Richard because I, I always score at these two. Uh, <laughs> I think we missed you there this time. Man. Yeah, um, I've been what play at Gig Lane did I or at Radcliffe? So can't really say um, that. <clears throat> what about the ground that you dislike the most? Ground I dislike the most. Bursco because it's freezing. <laughs> it's so cold up there, right near the seaside, isn't it? So. Oh, it's so cold. Is that gloves on? Yeah, that's gloves on. Uh, Under armour on. It's a lot. If you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Yeah, I ask this question so much as well. It changes all the time. Right now, it would probably probably be a, be a car- Caribbean dish, probably be jerk chicken and rice or something like that. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> you go to karaoke song? Mario, Let Me Love You. Let's <laughs> do it. Do we expect to hear yeah. that Isle of Man then? No, no. <laughs> you, <laughs> might hear it hear for us. <laughs> you might hear it in Isle of Man after a few drinks. But no, not right now. <laughs> I'll sell a few more tickets anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, hold, hold you to that one. My singing is dreadful. Jesus. <sighs> oh, it's so bad. My initiation was the worst. What did you do? What was it you did? Sang Drake. Just hold on, we're going. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's dreadful. Was that sober as well? Before you say sorry? Sober, or did you have a few before you did it? Oh, sober. <laughs> sober, horrendous. It was out at a team meal as well, so it was in the middle of a restaurant. I'd rather be you oh. than me. 
Oh, it was, it was horrible. I could feel myself sweating. What were the other initiations like? Anyone do any good ones? Any do any bad ones? <laughs> Jack Lenihan was good. He sang the same as me, but he sounded 10 times better as well. <laughs> Andy Kelly was bad. Gaz Pete, <laughs> Gaz Pete was hilarious. <laughs> he he rapped, he done Eminem. And we got to call him Slim Pete now instead of Slim Shady. <laughs> so, 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 Slim Pete. Slim Pete. <laughs> I think that could catch on. Yeah, it's caught on for me anyway. He's a character as well. Who is the worst dressed at the club? <laughs> don't know, can I go off the old lads? Because obviously I've not seen the new lads. Trying to think from that team now. Oh, it's probably Sean Higgins. What sort of gear? <laughs> Tight top, bomber jacket. Like 2015 vibes. <laughs> yeah. Chinos. I thought Elliot wearing that before week. Who's that? that that's my go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're that next type of gear you're, you're in, yeah. <laughs> Elliot scores goals and giggling as well anyway, so it's okay, you can get away with it. Yeah, I've only scored. I didn't want to be the first to mention. Probably <laughs> scored more than me, so if I've only scored one there. Yeah, two, two so. Ah, got some catching up to do. Yeah, I'm sure it yeah. won't take you long. <laughs> Promotion, are we going up? Yeah, 100%. I feel like the changing rooms, the change room we've got and... The ambition and where the gaffer wants us wants us to be at the levels he wants us to be at. There's nowhere. Don't think there's no other choice but promotion for us. To be fair, and uh, everyone in the changing room just got the same mentality. We all want the same thing, which is that promotion and to win the league. And even if we go up this season, the same target will be for next season as well to go up and do the same, get the club back back as high as playing as high as we can. What's been the the biggest change since the new managers come in? I think just the players, players going out, players coming in. I I don't I can't really say because I've only been back the last two weeks. Uh, I've not really been going to the games because when 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 you're injured, you don't really I don't really like being there because it's just a bit of a downer. So I've been staying away till I can at least just uh, come on and do a bit myself, like a bit of training. So I've not really been there. Uh, but yeah, I, from from what I've seen, it's just the the players and that have come in and gone is the biggest change. Back to the quick five questions. Nando's, what spice level are you going for? <laughs> oh, a lemon and herb. Lemon and herb. <laughs> I don't like spice. Can't handle it. That's a shocker. It must be some mild jerk chicken then. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not too spicy chicken I get. Or if it is, I just have to have a lot of sauce. I can dip it in to cool it down. <laughs> Even the Perry chips at Nando's are no go. They're a bit too spicy as well. <laughs> Love it. Anything you want to say to Perry fans? No, just stick with us. Obviously, I hope I'll be back playing soon and I can be back on the pitch exciting you all and chipping in with the goals and assists and keep on winning games. And from me, from me and the boys, just thank you for the continued support. Yeah, we look thanks, forward Darius. to having you back. Thanks for coming on. Yep. All right, thank thanks, you. Darius. Thank you. See you later. No, see, you later. see you later. Take care. Moving on to Saturday, uh, we've got West Didsbury and Charlton away. They're currently fifth in the league, I believe, on 32 points as at time of recording this. 
10 points behind us, albeit we have got a game in hand on them. That said, we've got the impending points deduction. So there's a there's a bit of a gap there, but by no means are they a bad team, are they? I, I think Saturday will be quite quite a good test for us under the new management. Well, I think they were one of the, the better teams that I've, I've seen at Giggley, and I think they gave us a real game of it. And I think the, the fans obviously want to try and create a bit of a rivalry between us as well, don't they? So at their place, I think it's, it's going to be a tough game and it'll be interesting to see how we get on. They lost late on on Tuesday night, uh, 1-0 in the 95th minute at Cheadle. So I'm sure they'll be looking to bounce back from that and it's, it's going to be a tough game. But if we win that one, then, then I think we're looking pretty good. Yeah, I think it's quite a big test for us because at the moment we've gone on runs where we've won a couple but then slipped up. So I feel like if we go away to quite a tough game, tough place to go as well because they've only given us 200 tickets. So it's going to be one of those rare games where we're actually not going to outnumber the home fans. So... I think it's going to be a tough game, but if we can go on and beat these, then it's really hard for the take in the league, I think. Yeah, you touched on us having a bit of a test and in previous games, uh, we've struggled in the past. That was actually one of the games, I think, wasn't it? Uh, When Welsh was still in charge. I think at at half-time it was 1-1 and it ended up finishing 4-3 to us, but it was the game where Benito obviously scored the the 96th-minute winner from, I think we were 3-2 down. Briggs scored a couple and then Benito got the late winner. So that was one of them games that that we came from behind. We seemed to make a habit of that at, at one point earlier in the season. But hopefully Saturday's a bit different in the sense that we just dominate from the outset and, and, and get the win. Maybe um, the less fans that we've got there, maybe there'll be a little less pressure maybe. But it's a shame it's not an international weekend, really. It's a shame it didn't come, didn't come last weekend so people can actually see the game because there's going to be a lot of people missing out, isn't it? Like you said, just 200 being able to go. Yeah, I think yeah. there was a bit of a, a bit of a palaver with that in terms of an early leak of, of the pin. But I, I'm not sure the club could do much about that, could they? But I'm, I'm no. sure we'll still make plenty of noise with 200 of us there. And I'm, I'm sure people will be stood on the bank into the side of the pitch anyway, watching over the fence. Do you guys yeah, manage to get it, tickets? No, I'm, I'm away yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I managed to get a ticket, so I'll, I'll be there. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a good test. They've had some mixed results recently. I think they've lost the last two. I believe before that they beat Isle of Man. A bit mixed, really. It just shows at this level. Anyone can beat anyone, really, can't they? They're beating Isle of Man, but then losing to Cheadle, who were pretty much in a similar position to Isle of Man. And then, obviously, Dids are up there near the top. So you, you can't be complacent. And that's the same with us with Squiresgate, only beating them 1-0 despite them being second bottom. Should be a good one. After Saturday result, I think I saw people on Twitter saying it was going to be 6-7-0 or, or something last night because of Squiresgate's goal difference. But I think you've just got to be happy with the amount of chances we created and we've just kept another clean sheet, which have been few and far between really this season. So if we're still solid at the back, then you've got a fancy chance, haven't you, with the, the, the shooting power that we've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, cl- like a clean sheet would be nice on Saturday. Yeah. Why do you say about Squiresgate about would think you'll put six, seven past. Like, it feels like an excuse, but it ha- it is the thing where teams come to gig lane. It's like they're big day out, big cup final. Like you'll see Squiresgate's Twitter before the game. Everyone's so up for it that even if you're having the worst season, they'll turn up and they'll play. And that's and that's another reason probably why West has been Charlton haven't given us as many tickets because if they can get an advantage over us, they'll try and do it. How many does the ground hold there? Not too sure. I do know they're quite well supported. 
yeah. I, I think we, I think we can get around eight hundred fans at home. And like yeah. you said before, Danny, they, they brought plenty to gig lane a couple of months back. So it should be a good one. Need to be on the front foot straight yeah. away. You can understand, can't you, that fans are, are, are protecting them. Like, obviously, we've been to places like Colne and, and Paddy. I mean, even we went to Withenshaw. It was like record attendances, wasn't it, for clubs? So you can understand that they don't want us filling the ground and, and making it like a home game for us. But obviously, the communication of the tickets could have been better if clubs could help us out and, and go through our club so we can release them, give everyone a fair fair chance, it'd be good, wouldn't it? But it's yeah, not to be so I think, far. I think we're used to the Football League days, aren't we? Where everything's agreed with the clubs prior, tickets are sent to Gig Lane and you, you go and buy a ticket off, off Jill Neville or something like that. Uh, it's, I suppose, remembering that clubs aren't always going to work with us, but I'm sure we'll do the best we can to stop that happening going forward. Very rare that we used to sell out away ends then as well. That, yeah, that's the other thing. 20 of us going down to Torquay. Yeah. <laughs> Got a free drink, day. yeah, I'm sure. Is it Stuart Day getting everyone a free drink as they've gone down to Torquay? Uh, he did it a few times, didn't he? Yeah. In different places. He did the, the coaches and then the free drinks. I think he did pies at one point. There's no wonder we went bus, really, is there? I was just going to say, yeah, I don't think they didn't end up being free. Cost us quite a bit. No, we have. Well, yeah. We paid exactly. for it. We paid for it eventually, didn't we? Yeah, one way or another. Mm. So what's our score prediction then for Saturday? I'm going to go 3-1 to Bury. I'm going to go 2-1, I think. Again, I think we'll probably concede, I think. Um, I think it's just going to be a tasty game, one of those. But I fancy us to win. I fancy us to keep up that form. Now we've got... Now McNabb's got his, his, his squad in. I feel like it's... They just seem more, more rounded at the moment. And he's, he's had a more training sessions and they're looking good aren't they well, like they know what they're doing so I feel like we can manage these games and see them out what you yeah. are, I, mean? I think Dave may not be like a clean sheet doesn't he I'm going to go 2-0 I think the difference nice. yeah absolutely how many clean sheets did he have for us now is like 4 I think we've had a few haven't we I, I, yeah, I'd have to yeah. double check but yeah certainly improved on, on that side of things haven't we then the question is do you go unchanged because I'm sure he went unchanged Saturday to Tuesday didn't he the team was the exact same I remember seeing and then do you keep it as it is? Because obviously, I don't know if you saw, but full time Benito looked like he was carrying a bit of an injury. So, do you give Brisbane a chance? Do you give the new lad a chance? Yeah, I think you he, he said in the interview afterwards that he thought that they were both knocks anyway. Benito came off saying that he was he was fine to play at the weekend. Um, maybe Scarish Bricks a, a little bit more tender. It was a, an impact one, I think. But you'd hope it, it'd be the same side when you so we can keep up that momentum. Um, and the subs, they've just got they've got to wait and take the chance now, I think, haven't they, in getting there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Game. Fingers crossed it's another three points. I think as a group, we've agreed to do a couple of features at the end of each show. So the first thing would be the Shakers shout-out. So that can be anything that people uh, listening in feel they can shout somebody out for, whether that's a fan for a particular thing they've done, a volunteer even a even a player, I suppose, if if they've gone out of the way to do something in particular, maybe off the pitch. But given it's the first week and we've not had any suggestions, I thought it'd be fitting after seeing a tweet uh, to do a shout out for the three thousand one hundred and ninety five Berry fans at the Wivenshaw game on Saturday. I read a stat that mentioned that Stephen Gerrard and Jordan Henderson's Al Atifak in Saudi Arabia only managed 696 fans and they got beat 2-1. So a good win against Wivenshaw in front of 3,000 people in tier nine 
he's worthy of a shout out, really. So keep up that support. I think we beat him as well. Yeah, we beat him. I think the attendances this season, like what we don't take into account is obviously we compare it to teams in National League, but the difference is we don't get any away fans. So the three, four thousand we get there, it's just core Berry fans. Whereas when we compare it to teams in higher up in non league, they're getting 500, maybe less away fans, but they're getting some contribution. Even the EFL, Rochdale are getting less than 2,000. Some of them will be away fans, but I guess it always shows Berry are bigger than Rochdale. And things never change. That'll never change, will it? No matter what division we're in. I saw after they had obviously they had a big crowd at the weekend, didn't they, against Oldham? But then they played last night, and I think it was sub two thousand again, back down to normal. And I it was, understand yeah. that, that crowds go down, don't they, on a Tuesday night, especially when Champions League's on. But still up there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. you know, I saw Absolutely. a tweet today actually. I saw a tweet about who's the biggest team in non-league, and you look through the replies, and you got Oldham, Rochdale, Hartlepool. Not one person saying Berry, two-time FA Cup winners. You can see Oldham, they've been in the Premier League, fair enough, but Rochdale. And even Hartlepool, really. Yeah, yeah. I think we've we've got an argument for it there, haven't we? Absolutely, yeah. yeah I guess Oldham have a good following, don't they? And, and they always have, so yeah, can, yeah. give them that. But maybe people have forgotten about us, but we'll be back soon enough, won't we? Do this up. Should um, we wrap it up on a bit of a shake on it? Our yeah. other feature. So this yeah, is a feature okay. which basically, between us, agreeing on a forfeit or a dare based on a prediction or anything like that. And again, as people start following the page and listening in, they can tweet in some suggestions, drop us a message. This week, originally, Armin agreed to do a shot at Kendall away for every goal we score at Didsbury, but he's since backed out. So on the basis, nobody else is doing it. It looks like I'll be doing it at Kendall away, probably in the pub at 11am. So I'll take a 1-0 win. (laughs) Yeah, you predicted 3-1 as well, didn't you? Yeah, I've changed my mind based on that. 1-0, one, one same as last night. Well, you, I think you are the only one of the three. I can't go either, so I think you are the only one of the three of us to, to be going to Kendall. So we'll have to have a video of that, I think, uh, of the shots, and let's hope we win 7-0. Yeah, I'll get some photo evidence. Don't worry. Don't worry.